Um, welcome to the Sojourner podcast and our today's word, which um, comes from Second Timothy chapter two, from verse one to five, where I'll just be um, sharing my insights from those um, couple of verses. And yeah, and um, it's my hope and prayer that we'll get to learn together the word of God and not just listen to it, but hear what it says and put it into practice. And so I'll, I will read chapter 2 from verse 1 all the way to verse 5, chapter 2 of Second Timothy. And this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me from among many witnesses, Commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And if, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Yeah, so that is... um. Second Timothy chapter two from verse one to verse five. And and, and verse, verse verse one, I will start from verse one. And verse one, um Paul tells Timothy to be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ. And so we have strength in the grace. We have strength in the grace that is given through uh, Christ Jesus. And divine strength exists only on the realms of, of God's grace. We cannot have uh, this divine strength apart from God's grace and and Paul acknowledges this grace in first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 when he says um, but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace to me was not without effect no I worked harder harder than all of them yet not I but the grace of God that was with me um, Paul here goes ahead to acknowledge that although he did what he did it was not really uh, his strength but rather the grace of god that really enabled him to do whatever he was able to do his ministry whatever he went through and whatever he was able to achieve was not um, attributed to his own strength but the grace of god and so that's why i say that divine strength that enables us to do and to pursue the purpose of god in our lives exists only on the realms of his grace and so god's grace and our hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need so the last portion of it says so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need so uh, we can see that grace, um, we use it, it's very uh, essential for us um, in, in terms of need. We need, in terms of need, we need grace in terms of need to help us to um, maneuver during these uh, times of need, which will come, um, which are very difficult for us to um, to go past them with our own strength. So that's why we need God's grace in every aspect of our lives not just in times of, of need. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 also emphasizes um, on this aspect of grace. Um, 
something um as we move on to verse 3 verse 3 of uh, second timothy chapter 2 says you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of jesus christ you must endure hardship um so we we see that troubles and hardships in this christian journey and this christian walk are served really hard yeah and jesus reiterated that our that our stay in this world will be plagued in troubles he tells the disciples in john chapter 16 verse uh, 33 that in this world you will have trouble but he promises also that he will give us his peace which the world does not give um first peter chapter 4 verse 12 to 13 says but rejoice that you participate in the suffering of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Verse 16 says, However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. James 1.12 Blessed the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And our hope in Romans 8, 18 says, I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And so therefore we see that hardships will indeed come in this journey called salvation. It will come. But we are told to rejoice that we are partaking in the suffering of Christ, that we'll be, we, we have joy and that we rejoice in it, that we should not be ashamed when, um, when we suffer as, as Christians. The word says that blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because he has stood the test. So we are called to, to persevere even under these difficult circumstances that we will find ourselves in, that we find ourselves in every single day of our lives. So that's all about um, verse 3. But there is also something else. Um, um, the, 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 the word of the Lord calls us a soldier, a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And um, that, that means that since you are a soldier, then you are... Uh, um, you are in a battlefield and a soldier requires equipping and we can see this from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 all the way to 18 which talks about um, the, uh, putting on the armor of God verse, el the verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6 says put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes verse 12 says, says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so this is a battlefield. That's why we are being called a good soldier of Jesus Christ who must endure. So we have to be mindful of the fact that we are in a battlefield. And you cannot afford to go or to be in a battlefield without armor. So that's why we are told in Ephesians 6 from 10 to 18 to put on the full armor of God that we may be able to stand. And also you can read um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4 
to 5 uh, which talks about um, our, our, our weapons of warfare that are not carnal but they are mighty uh, for demolishing strongholds and so that is very uh, important for us to know that we are soldiers and therefore we are in a battlefield and being in a battlefield that requires you to be armored enough to be able to fight to be able to stand that's and that's what we have been called to do and moving swiftly to verse 4 moving swiftly to verse 4 uh, verse 4 says no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier and what i get from this particular verse is that we live to please the leader of our troops our commanding officer that is jesus christ and we 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 we, we can only please our captain if we do his will first john chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 it says the world and its desires pass away but the man who does the will of god lives forever so we have to um, live a life that is worthy of the calling that we have received we have received a holy calling we have been saved and therefore we ought to live a life that pleases our captain that pleases our father that pleases jesus christ and that um includes and that must include doing the will of the father and anything out of god's will is like a soldier entangled entangled in civilian affairs if we are out of god's will then we are not um doing what we are supposed to do we have completely missed it um jesus re reiterates the importance of doing the will of the father in matthew chapter 7 verse 21 when he says not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of god but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven so it's very important for us to to do the will of god to please the lord in all that we do in all that we do we do it um in a way that pleases our god in a way that pleases our father whatever that we do we do it to please our god and no one else apart from him and that includes doing his will that includes doing his his will and david in psalm 143 verse 10 he says teach me to do your will for you are my god teach me to do your will for you are my god may your good spirit lead me on level ground and a man of david who we are very um we look up to uh, at least I look up to he says teach me to do your will for you are my God so David realized how important it was for him to do the will of God to, for him to do the will of his father and therefore for us to please our God and our father in this journey we have to do his will we have to do his will um, Romans chapter 12 um, verse 1 and 2 it tells us not to be conformed to the patterns of this world but to be to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we may know that which is good perfect and pleasing will of our father 
and so doing the will of god is very important it's very significant in our in our journey of salvation we cannot live without it and we please our god by following his commands um, which are not burdensome from john chapter 5 verse 3 we have to do we have to follow the commands of god we have to follow it the word says that um those who follow the commands of god are they that love the lord and so we cannot claim to love god yet we do not follow his commands and he goes ahead to tell us in first john chapter 5 and verse 3 the second part that his commands are not burdensome they are not burdensome psalm chapter 17 sorry psalm chapter 19 verse 7 to 11 puts it very nicely this is what the word of the lord says it says the law of the lord is perfect his law is perfect reviving the soul the statutes of the lord are trustworthy making wise the simple the precepts of the lord are right giving joy to the heart the commandments of the lord are radiant giving light to the eyes the fear of the lord is pure enduring forever the ordinances of the lord are sure and altogether righteous they are more precious than gold than much pure gold they are sweeter than honey than honey from the comb by them is your servant warned in keeping them there is great reward these are the words of king david how awesome is it for us to follow the command of god to follow his commandments to follow um, his his law that is perfect that reviles even our soul how awesome is it for us to follow the statutes of god that are trustworthy that make the wise this simple that his precepts are right and they give joy to our hearts his commands are radiant and they give light to our eyes how awesome would it be for us is it for us to follow his commands and to do what he pleases um that is um, amazing. Um, let's uh, go to verse um, um, uh, verse four. Still on verse four, yeah. Still on verse four, which uh, talks about us being entangled with this life, being entangled in this life. Verse four says, "No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life." So, uh, me and you can be entangled somewhere can be entangled somewhere so uh but matthew chapter 10 verse 38 it tells us this and anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me and anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me and that this means it's all or nothing um in a nutshell jesus is saying um there is no way that we can be worthy of him if then we are not leaving everything behind and just following him and just him being our very sense of living our very reason for our purpose our very reason for waking up our very center of our lives and god cannot be worthy of us if we we put him on the periphery he has to be on the center of everything he has to be the center of everything and we we cannot afford to be entangled with uh, 
the issues of life no he has to be to be to be our ultimate focus john chapter 4 verse 4 says you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards god and this journey does not give us a luxury uh, for being adulterous it does not give us that luxury it's either god or we lose him at all we we just cannot have the two in one basket we cannot have on this other side god and yet on this other side we want to be entangled with the affairs of this of this world we cannot do that so god has to be our ultimate focus um it it, it cannot it cannot work where it's god on this side and then on this other side is the things of the world it has to be god and him alone he has to be the center of our lives and so uh, brothers and sisters we cannot afford to be entangled calls for us to 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 actually uh, um, search our hearts really um look at our hearts and see what are the things that we are entangled with um that we are not supposed to we are not supposed to be entangled in anything our focus has to be entirely on god has to be entirely on our savior um so yeah um we we we, we cannot purport to to follow christ and yet we are friends with the world that cannot and will never work uh, and lastly uh, verse 5 says and also if anyone competes in athletics he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules so it says and if anyone competes in athletics he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules so rules for the race so it is indeed a race um first Corinthians chapter 9:24 to 26 1 Corinthians 9:24 to 26 This is what the word of the Lord says this is Paul talking he says do you not know that in a race all runners run but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize run in such a way as to get the prize everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training they do it to get a crown that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever therefore I do not run like a man running aimlessly I do not fight like a man beating the air no I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others I may my I myself will not be disqualified for the prize our focus here is verse 24 all the way to uh, 26 and for us really to to receive the prize in this race it requires discipline um, which obviously um, encompasses following the rules it, it does Paul says that run in such a way as to get the prize we have to be disciplined in this run we have to follow the rules sorry um in this race called salvation 
and it goes on to tell to tell us that, that, that there is a crown and second timothy chapter 4 verse 7 to 8 second timothy chapter 4 verse 7 to 8 this is what the word of the lord says it says i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And therefore, um, it is indeed a race, it is indeed a race which we have to run, which have to run by the rules, and in this the means have to justify the end. The means have to justify the end. Because if I run uh, apart from the rules, then I do not get the prize. I have to run according to the rules. I have to be disciplined. I have to follow the rules. I have to run with an aim, not just aimlessly, as Paul has, has said to us. And God has promised for us a crown, a crown which will last forever. And... um. And we live by his very word and we keep his commands. We have to live by his very word and keep his commands. And so this is a race and there are rules. Our rules are found in, in his word which we have to keep them. Have to be disciplined so that we get the crown at the end of it all. Um, and, and lastly, as I just finish. I will send us back to Psalm chapter 19, verse 7 to 11, which just captures the beauty of following, um, captures the beauty of following the, the commands, the statutes, and the precepts of God. Even as we run this race um, of salvation, as even as we endure as a good soldier of Christ. Um, so thank you so very much for um, for your time. Yeah, thank you.